All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers go to grow their bootcamp. I'm super excited because I've got my two bootcamp experts here. Let's do it around the ground. Who have we got? What's up, everyone? I'm Danielle. Excited to be here. Love talking bootcamp, eat, sleep, breathe it. And you can find me on social media or YouTube under AxFit, A-X-F-I-T. And what's up, everybody? This is Jonathan FitPro. Same thing. Happy to be here. Another week, another topic. Ready to help you guys make more money, get more clients, see more success, just like us. And if you want to find more of me, just search Jonathan FitPro on YouTube or on Instagram. And I'm your host, Jono, and you can find me anywhere on Fitness Education Online. Now, very important topic this week because we're talking about venues. Now, I'm quite passionate about this topic myself, and I know that Danielle and Jonathan are too. Now, I think there's two ways we can go about this, guys. We can talk about your specific venue and why that's amazing, but also for a trainer that's maybe starting off, what they've got to look for when starting for a venue because they might not find the perfect one off the bat. But let's just see how it goes. Who wants to start? I can go. Awesome. All right. Where you go for us, Danielle? All right. So yeah, uh, picking your like location is so important because for one, you have to be happy with it. It's got to be somewhere you like going, somewhere that isn't like a crazy long drive. I, for me anyways, I like sticking to kind of like an area myself, but you also want it to be somewhere where people feel comfortable going. So is there good parking? Is it well lit? Is the room you're in? One time I was in this old basement church and like the lighting was just bad. And it was just like, I couldn't figure out why it wasn't growing. And it was like literally the lighting and the floors. It just like was like this dusky kind of, and, and my workouts were still really hard and intense, but it was just the location. So you really got to make sure you have, you know, good flooring that's safe for their body. It's not like a hard cement, right? You want like that wood or rubber flooring, um, you know, bathrooms, parking, maybe they have a sound system. I'm, I'm lucky in mine. They have a sound system that I can plug into. Um, and then some places will have equipment. That's things you want to look for because some places will have weights and boasty balls and bands and bars. And I just pay a little extra to rent all that equipment. Then I don't have to bring in my own equipment by my own equipment. I pay a little extra and I use all their equipment. Um, and then you want to definitely, if you're thinking of starting a boot camp, say next month, like you got to plan ahead because these really awesome venues have the, the, the popular time slots are already taken. So you got to get in there and you got to book it well in advance. Say you're in your summer season right now and you're like, Oh, I got six months in the summer. I'll worry about it. Then book it now, get in there now because soccer, baseball, indoor hockey, uh, other boot camps, they're trying to get that space too. So book way in advance. That's people I, t I tell people right away. Uh, book your time slots in advance. And then um, as far as the venue, yeah, good lighting. And then staff. What's the staff like at the front desk? Because they are going to be seeing your clients potentially before you see them because they come in the doors, they see them. So is the staff nice? Are they going to be nice to them? Are they going to make them feel welcomed? Are they going to represent you and your business well? That's very important too. And then uh, as far as when you're in there, now you got to make sure you're respecting the place you're in, right? I always clean up really, really good. And then some, I even clean up after their staff if I notice they left things or I clean up after my crew 
Um, because if this is your space and you love it, then you want to make sure like they have no excuse to like push you out or get rid of you. Um, at all the holidays, I bring them cards and cookies. Like I soak up the staff in my venue. Like they are like my best, best friends. And I have grown to build a relationship with them. So that's important too. respect those front desk girls and men because they could be selling people for you when they walk by what's going on in that room. And if they don't like you, Oh, I don't know. She's not that good. But if they love you, then they're going to sell, sell your business for you too. So definitely respecting that, that crew, uh, the people at the desk. So venue is very important location, right? Sometimes it's like, Oh, but it's a cheap rent. But if it's like a weird spot and people don't want to go, then they're not going to want to go. They're not going to want to be there. So location's huge. I use a gym for six months of the year. And then I also do stairs. So if there's stairs in your town that you can get a hold of, it's a secret weapon. I tell you, I do these stair classes and people like there are some of my biggest classes because you get people that aren't really maybe into the boot camp thing, but they're runners and they want to do those stairs because everyone wants to work their booty, right? They want that nice butt and legs. So if you can find a venue that has like a staircase, then that's even better. Like, um, like a stadium and then rent that out. And that is actually cheaper to rent than my big gymnasium is, believe it or not. And then one more thing, I know I'm rambling, but then I'll pass the mic off the rest of the time. Outdoor locations are so important too, right? So good neighborhood, good parking. And then you all, I always say, okay, where can I work out where they're going to have those outdoor like elements? So sand, I have a checklist. I, I need some sand. I need like a hill. Maybe I want some forest or some trees. Maybe I'm going to get them climbing some trees or hanging from them. Or I can attach my TRX to those or to a jungle gym. Is there a jungle gym? Is there a wall we could do wall drills on? Is there some staircases outdoors? Is there um, benches, like park benches that we can jump on? So when you're planning your outdoor stuff, you don't want just a feel because eventually you'll run out of ideas. So you need those like things you can use. And then people always ask me about permits. I don't know. It's different in every town. So people ask me that all the time. It's always different. You just got to find out what's going on in your town. But when I started out, I just did it. I was like, whatever. And I just did it. And to this day, I still just do it. There's no permits in my city. They still have to put it into place. And I just said, call me when you know. And I just, I just go and I have insurance to cover me wherever I train in the world. And that's it. So you don't want to have too many roadblocks to keep you from starting your boot camp. Just get out and start. And, but definitely make sure your location has those key elements or you could be a really good trainer but if your your location is like eh, then people won't want to go just like really good restaurants if they're in like a shitty location you know sometimes there's those spots that just never work it's because of the location 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 boom love it that's the best summary of a location I've, I've ever heard if you're listening to this podcast i just go back and rewind and watch that like three or four times and take notes because I think Danny hit every point. Um, just a couple questions though, Danny, if you don't mind. Number yes. one, let me know about your location. How did you find it? Did you just ring up the first place and you walked straight in a when or was it a bit of a journey where you, you tried some different places? Did you see this place? How did you find out about your place that you're at now? Yeah, well, I started outside and then I was like, okay, uh, like a couple of weeks in, I was like, okay, hey, I love this. It's going well. I'm going to start finding like an indoor space. So yeah, that's what I did. This new WFCU, this huge center was opening up. I just waltzed in there because people are like, oh, like, and people will call message me and say, how did you find your spot? Or like, what did you do? What did you say to them? Fucking go in there and just say, I want to rent here. I don't get the question. It's so silly. I just walked in and went to the front desk girl and I said, I want to rent space here. I want these hours. 
boom, 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 book me in for the next 10 years at Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, six o'clock, pick those time slots for your demographic or what makes you happy in your life. And you just book it. It's not really that hard. Just make some phone calls. There's no secret to it and just show up. Um, and then for sometimes people will say, how, how many should I start with? What should I do? I just started with two nights a week and one morning I figured, okay, if I was working out at, and I wanted to go to like a group class, I'd probably want like two nights and then like a Saturday or a Sunday. So I started with a Monday night and then they had Tuesday, Wednesday to do their own thing, cardio or yoga or something. And then they did their Thursday night with me and then they had Friday off and then we killed it Saturday morning. So I feel like that's a good pr- kind of thing to start if you have another job because I had another job when I started it was like okay I'm going to do a Monday a Thursday night at six and I'm going to do a Saturday morning and just walk into the venue you want and get after it and if you can't get it then say as soon as that soccer team is done with that like there's six weeks in there I want in love it and one more question for you your venue there Danielle what is the best thing about it if you could just pick one thing about your venue what is the best thing about it for me, I think it would be the space because uh, I, I'm big for doing like on-spot stuff, but I really love being able to kill them with suit like sprints because you can do any hard on-spot drills, but when you can add in that like where they can actually get to a full sprint for a good like eight, 10 seconds, and it really does help with like getting results and goals you want. So I like having big space because I want to get 30, you know, 25 to 35 people in there. So for me, it's number one thing is it's, it's big. Awesome. Love it. All right. We better move on. Jonathan, yeah. what do you got for us? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like this topic was a barbecue, right? And then they gave Danny the plate, and then Danny ate everything and left me the burnt-ass you know, burger that you left on the grill for way too long that's barely chewable, that's probably going to give you indigestion. But I still got some stuff for you. So let's... Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about the fact that most trainers, if not all trainers, are going to start off in a park. And that's a big thing for me because I was very nervous when I first started. And there are a couple of mistakes that I made or some things that just made it pretty hard. Uh, And I've done some park workouts here and there in the last year, and I've gotten more efficient at it. So I would say the main thing that made it difficult was that I relied too much on dumbbells and kettlebells. And that's cool if the parking lot is close to where you want to run your workout. But when it's like a hundred yards away, like mine was, I would have to get there an hour ahead of time. I do like 20 laps to get all the dumbbells there. And then if one person showed, I was like, well, okay, I can't really, I did all this work and sure it's there, but I wasted all that energy. So if it's a case where you're very far from wherever you're going to park, then I would say try to encourage your clients to bring their own weights. And then maybe you can make like community weights where if somebody has a five or somebody has a two, you can do like an ascending ladder type of workout where you first do 10 reps with the twos and then 10 reps with the fives and then 10 reps with the tens, whatever the case may be. And that's if you have to rely on dumbbells. But when it comes to making it easier, you want to use equipment that's really versatile and really light. So I'm a big fan of bands. I'm a big fan of jump ropes. And then if there's open space, I like cones because you can make a ton of running drills 
with open space, whether they're hilly or not. Um, you just use your imagination, different directions, different shapes, different changes of direction is going to change the workout. Ladders are also another thing that you can use when you're in a park that are very versatile because you can do like the walking push-ups on the ladders. You can do an, uh, an assortment of agility movements on the ladders. So the world is your oyster in that respect. Now, if I had to go back to a park, I would look for a couple of different things. Just like Danny said, I would look for benches, but what I would really look for is a park with bleachers because then usually if they have the wire bleachers, you can attach your TRXs to the back end of them. Um, you can attach your bands to the back end of them. Um, you can do, you know, some, like Danny said, stairs work. So I found bleachers to be a great resource. Uh, we don't, what's bleachers? We don't use that word in Australia. Uh, they're segmented stadium steps. So it's like stairs, but it's segmented maybe like 10 feet long. I don't know what feet are compared to meters because we're in the U.S. and we're crazy. But essentially, it's like stairs, but it's not the cement steps. It's the metal steps that have separation. So usually in the back, instead of just a big slab of cement, it's going to be like poles onto which you can attack, uh, attach your, uh, your bands or your uh, suspension trainer. Um, also, in terms of music, you do want to be mindful of whether or not your space is in the general area where there are a lot of houses. But if you have some room, I obviously don't want to disturb people, but you can bring one of those little, uh, those Bluetooth speakers and you can use that to add a little spice to your boot camp. Just make sure that you're not upsetting the neighbors because they will call the town on you. I've had that happen to me once. Um, and uh, there was one more point. Oh, if you can get your hands on it, if you can find a park with a clay track, I love the tracks because you can make running workouts and then you can you know, put your weights in one area, like the 200 meter mark and then the 400 meter mark. So you can have different type of intervals where you do 10 push-ups when you get to this mark, then you have to sprint to the next mark and then do 10 rows or whatever the case may be. Fences work just as well as bleachers or stadium steps that are wired. So as much versatility as you can get out of your space, that would be great. And just like Danny said, uh, you want it to be well lit. Um, ideally, you don't want a lot of divots in the, in the ground because you don't want people to turn their ankles and such. But you're probably going to start off in a park. I've seen very few cases where a trainer is automatically able to get the kind of facility like I have or like Danny has. So just try to be smart with your energy. Try to be equitable. Um, I'm not even sure why I use that word. Uh, try to be try to be smart. <laughs> try to be smart with the <laughs> yeah, like that made no sense. Um, so just try not to you know, wear yourself out. And if people are going to bring their own weights, that will help you. So don't make it so hard on yourself. In terms of permits, I've applied for permits a number of times and I never get them. So I just go, I just go and I wait for them to give me shit and they won't because a lot of times there are different boot camps going on all over the place. So you're just going to have to scout it out and make sure there's no soccer practice, cheerleading practice, other boot camps. But if you have your own little area, you're not bothering other people, you shouldn't have a problem. Awesome. Love it. Wait, same questions there with you, Jonathan. How did you find your location then? So we know you started off at a park. Now you've got a nice facility. How'd you find it? How'd you approach them? What happened? 
Well, it came to a point I started in May. Our summer starts around May, June, and then it starts to end around August, September. And then I started to notice I was running a 6.30 p.m. class that it was getting darker and darker earlier and earlier. And I was like, wait a minute, I got a good thing going, but I can't keep this going. You know, it's going to get cold. It's going to get dark. And I got to give the credit to uh, Bedros Koulian. He's a pretty big fitness marketing figure online. And he was talking about how using indoor facilities such as gymnastics facilities or cheer facilities are going to be great for you because they're not using the facility early in the morning. So I Googled and next town over, there was a gymnastics facility and it was the same thing. I just, I just woke up one day and I called them and I said, hi, my name is Jonathan. I'm a trainer. I went over to boot camp. And they were like, that's a great idea. You know what I mean? So I don't know why trainers are so scared. It's a no brainer for a lot of these facilities that aren't using them, using their facilities in the hours that you want. So I have to get up at the butt crack of dawn. I'm getting up 5.30, 6.30, because their classes generally start at 10, but that's really all I need. And my area, uh, you know, they have a lot of people that want to work out before they go to work. So I just called. I just called and I said, I want to do this and I want to pay you. Who's not going to take free money for an area they're not using? You just have to have the balls to go there and, and talk. Awesome. Love it. And then... The best thing about your facility, Jonathan, what do you like most about where you're training at the moment? Absolutely. My, the best um, unique selling point is the flooring. I love operating out of a gymnastics facility because I have people from all walks of life. I have super athletes, I have people that come in that are trying to lose weight, but I also have a lot of people that come in with injuries, you know, bad knees, bad ankles, bad hips. And I like to do high intensity training within reason. So they're going to do box jumps. It's a softer landing for them. If they're going to do lunges, they don't have to worry about banging their knee on a hard floor. There's give, you know, even running for some people can be very difficult. So the fact that they have that floor that is accommodating to their joints, as soon as I take them outdoors and they have to run on a clay track, they're like, whoa, what's going on? My knees can't take this. My hips hurt. Take me back to boot camp. So even aside from having the heat, the air conditioning, not having to worry about the weather, the major thing is the floor because almost nobody else has it. And that's why I always suggest to trainers, try to find cheer facilities, try to find gymnastics facilities. And the other thing is cheering and gymnastics are expensive sports. So the parents that are currently patrons of those facilities have the expendable income to spend on something like training. And, you know, in my course, that's why I always tell trainers, you know, how you want to approach this, how you want to sell it, what you want to ask for so you don't under, uh, undersell. And the main thing is establishing a great rapport with the front desk staff and then respecting the space because because it's an expensive sport, it's expensive to maintain these facilities. So the mats, the floors, everything, you have to respect it. If people sweat on it, you can't be too good to wipe it down. You got to put everything back the way that you found it. And then you'll run into no problems. I've been doing this for eight years. I have a great relationship with the owners um, and I love it. 
awesome. I I usually like to do a summary of what these two have said, but they've just every single minute they said there was gold, both of them. So I think the best thing to do is if you're looking to improve your location or you're looking to get started, just go and watch this again and again and again because those two just gave so much bits of, of good information. And I want to go one further still. Definitely check out both of their YouTube channels. So jump on is how to sell personal training. Is that the best one for you, Jonathan, to check out your flooring? I just changed it to Jonathan Fit Pro to keep things easy to remember. So you just search Jonathan Fit Pro and all my stuff is there. But if you ever to search how to sell personal training, I'm the first video to come up anyway. Awesome. So check out Jonathan's YouTube channel to see his flooring there because that's the first thing when I saw his YouTube channel. I'm like, man, what a, what a good idea having that flooring. And then same with Danielle. I think you just recently posted either on your Instagram or your YouTube. You did one of those stadium stair workouts, right, Danielle? Where do they, is that best to look on your Instagram, your YouTube? Where can someone find that, that snippet where I saw it? Yeah, either the YouTube or the uh, Instagram. I post on both regularly. Yeah, jump on there because I was, you know, I don't really search that sort of stuff, but I follow Danny, obviously, and I was like, what's this, a stadium? Oh, wow, how cool does this work out? And they did the, the full lap of the, how many stairs was it? On 985 <laughs> stairs. You couldn't just lie and say a 1,000? You couldn't just tell them it's a 1,000 it's a so they've got that, that mark? No, just a little under. Awesome. Well, hey, guys, that's all we got time for this week. Just to finish off, do you two want to let us know what you guys have got planned coming up? I, I got an email from you, Jonathan. I hear you've got something exciting coming up. Oh, did you? Oh, man, bro, if you knew the amount of stuff that's on my plate right now. Yeah, my goal is to put together a face-to-face -face, um, seminar for trainers. I'm in New Jersey, and the responses have been good it's just a matter of planning a date putting myself out there because i like being in front of the camera but i think i can help people more dynamically if i'm right in front of them but the main thing on my plate right now is that i decided to put together a breast cancer fundraiser and uh october is a big month for breast cancer breast cancer is probably the most supported disease in the united states so it's a great way to get people together and um, maybe it will even turn into more clients on the back end. I'll do a video on that using fundraisers to get clients into your boot camp. But it is so stressful because I'm getting other businesses to partner. Um, I'm partnering with the Spin Studio. I'm doing all the videos. So it's crazy town right now. Uh, but if you follow me on BFF Bootcamp on Instagram, then you'll be able to see the different videos and different partnerships. So I'll be done by the end of the month and then I'll hit the face-to-face uh, -face seminar. Awesome. Danielle, what's up with you? Um, I am planning my Halloween boot camp and we're doing, um, a, I'm hosting a boot camp at this like trampoline park and a, a rock climbing gym. We're doing a workout there. So that's the thing for trainers. Like if you don't have a space right away, do your outdoor, but come winter, just pre-plan like spaces. Like, okay, work. I'm going to go do one like at the like dif different places you wouldn't even think you could do a workout. So I'm always doing that all year round because you hit those trampolines and it's not just the trampolines, but they have these foam pits that you have to like try and do stuff in and then you get them out on the edge doing burpees and then back in and then back out. So I'm just planning some fun stuff for October and November and then my Christmas, uh, uh, Christmas, uh, kind of fun stuff there, but I'll tell you that down the road in weeks to come. But yeah, keep it fresh. Keep working hard. Jonathan, you're working hard. Keep going after those goals. That's impressive. And Jono, I'm sure you guys are doing some good things and hopefully all the trainers listening 
aren't afraid to just like do it and fill your plate because that's what life's about and we're only here once so get shit done awesome all right hey guys i've got to run so um we'll see you all next week yeah have a good week thank you for having me john oh see you later people if you liked the show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your boot camp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.